Apostrophe Four Caps Podcast. Baby turned baby up, Henny invented the catalyst for happiness in my cup. This sound like kiddies on the playground, mama was running up. Ooh, you about to get your ass beat. This sound like niggas complaining when they bitches like Razzy. B2K in the stereo, we juke in the backseat. Or juke in the basement, in love with my case. Was this feel like jumping in the pool and I'm knowing I can't swim? Ooh, you about to get your ass beat for stealing that $20. Like, baby, just ask me. Mama said she loved, loved, loved us When the lights was off, we had to stay with cousins Granny at the BBQ with pity as husband Summertime, city lights, shot town My town, my town After school matters like I'm needing that stipend right now Can the cup parking lot got caught with the blunt like wow, wow Run, run, run Mama say come home before the street lights do Ice cream on my front porch and my new food Boo and my A1s too Watching my happy block, my whole neighborhood hit the diddy This I'm like growing out my clothes With stars in my pocket dreaming about making my hood glow This sound like every place I would go if I could fly This feel like every summertime Fall asleep dreaming about all the places I could go And every one of them feels so close Still chasing time I am not a star, I am a meteor on a crash course towards Earth across the cosmos versus Perseus to the father of his birth to tell the truth that I'm his real son. Get blocked, I'm a built one. Get blocked, I'm a built two. Hope that you see it's a staircase. Still pray for a fair day where they give a fair race to the male Nate and the Dogons and the Essays and the Fairface. Keith H when I pill paint. Rain bars with a pink blue and a seafoam type of green hue make a clear space. Stop overreacting, it's past my curfew and my after six Happily making my accident, mama gon' whoop on my ass again Pray that I'm making my way before eight and I might have to sneak in the back again Hope that memorial traffic in, hope that she's stopping for gas again Girl, I just wanna relax again, pray you gon' bring this shit back again Pray you gon' bring this shit back again This is Apostrophe Four Caps Podcast, Episode Six. Tyson is not in the building today because I am currently in Atlanta, Hot Atlanta. Uh, I am not partaking in any All Star Weekend events because I came after the madness. But I do have a special guest. Um, some of you may know of her already. Uh, I gave a huge shout out to her on the first episode. Uh, a good friend of mine, Jessica. Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? Welcome to Atlanta again. <laughs> yes, thank you for having me out again. Um, I'm out here because I will be on her show. Uh, sadly, you guys, this will be coming out after the fact, but there may or may not be some uh, live streams, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it'll be some yeah, IG, so- Facebook, YouTube live situations going on. So you guys will still be able to uh, catch that. But um, as I said in the first episode, uh, I give a big shout out to you because thank you. Uh, without the push of you being like, hey, come to Atlanta, be on my show, uh, I think you'll be great at it. And actually coming out doing it, uh, I don't know if that spark would it like relit? I think it reignited the fire that was yeah. already uh, it was a small smolder and now and then it blew out and you lit it back up again now we putting gasoline on this yeah so like I 
huge thank you from me for that. Um, And also, not only that, uh, I definitely see you as a huge inspiration because I watched you from when you were in Cali and then dropped everything, came out here, and, I mean, you hit the ground running. And for you to be where you are today and even the show in itself, like, it's just beautiful to see because we were doing live streams about... Correct. (laughs) About a year ago. (laughs) We were doing live streams about uh, Insecure, which Mm -hmm. were great, by the way, and I was even uh, grateful for you just being like, hey, come on uh, for a male perspective. And I even love the fact that some of my points I was able to get you to say, damn, he... He kind of has a point. Because the whole thing is not to be able to argue. I think everybody's so dead set on being right. The whole point is to be able, it was the little uh, thing he's mentioning. We were doing a series of Facebook lives called Continue the Conversation. And again, it was just to be able to generate conversation, have open dialogue. It wasn't always about being right or wrong. It was just about having actual conversations and gaining perspective, which I feel like has opened up multi-layered discussions in other arenas. And you were always there really open you, you did the same thing if something you was like, you know what? I didn't think about it like that. And so that was the whole point of it. It wasn't. And I feel like we spend way too much time trying to argue, especially men and women. And it's no, most definitely I, doing other things. That was the biggest thing I loved about you doing that because it gave um, people kind of just a, a place to come and maybe get a different perspective, mm-hmm. but also kind of vent in a little bit, like yes. get some things out because insecure, it was a very relatable show that, I mean, little things could set us off. Oh, no. Because um, cause me be and Nyla, you know, and that's that's one of my besties. And she's my, my homegirl. And uh, we, she was team, she was like Lawrence Hive all the way. And I'm like, all girl, get bent. Fall out that tree. I'm about all to kick you way. out the tree off that Lawrence Hive. Don't all don't make way. me hurt you. And I was like, no, girl, no Lawrence Hive. <laughs> Where's your loyalty? You have a vagina. Speaking of uh, insecure, uh, tangent real quick. Uh, did you see that the next season will be the last season? Yes, I am devastated, but I also understand in regards to like being a businesswoman and who Issa Rae is and all the things that she has going on. She has a podcast. She has Issa Radio, which is R-A-E-D-O. Uh, she has um, a music label. situation, a music label yeah. going on. She's which... writing for other shows. She has um, something I think she's doing for, uh, she's doing a show with the City Girls. Um, oh, really? She's, yeah, she's producing a show where the City Girls are like, um, trying to get into the music business or something like that. It's something. Huh. It's like, a, but it's a produce actual produce show, and they're starring in the show. And so she has all these things going on, and that's where I'm trying to be. So that's hella dope. However, I'm sad because I'm gonna miss Insecure. It's one of my favorite shows, and I feel like it's forced me to be able to face issues and be a more emotionally intelligent and connected than I even desire to be. But it's connected to millennials, elder millennials and us and our journey and how to be connected. And my biggest thing that I always talk about is friendships being relationships and that we'll mourn a love, a romantic or love relationship, but won't mourn being connected to your friend that you've known since seventh grade or your friend that is went and helped you go, you know, slash his tires or, and, or get you out of jail, you know, you know, or help you bury a body, whatever, you know, that's none of my business. However, however that friendship goes, however, you know, none, none of our business, man, you know, that's between you and your best friend. But I feel like we skip over a lot of that because we're, um, we, we place so much emphasis on romantic relationships. And I feel like that your best friends can be the loves of your life. Just like your man can be Most definitely. or your girl can be. Most definitely. I mean, I know people who have lost best friends and, they will tell you that shit hurt as if it like they were oh, a family yeah. member or a a significant other. It was to that 
to that level of pain. So I totally understand that. I, me being a bit younger, I loved Insecure just because mm-hmm. of the fact that she talked about like serious issues, but on both sides. Yeah. Because as a male, as as a black male, at that. I feel like we kind of. (laughs) You don't say that's crazy. Don't let the lights get for you. You wild man. (laughs) No, uh, I feel like a lot of times we kind of we kind of get shit on a little bit, especially like Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to the TV realm, and for her to do things the way she did, and she be the cheater instead of being cheated on and lying about it and everything. Like it was, it was dope to see because I feel like a lot of women had to kind of face that like oh 100% oh 100%. shit like mm-hmm. if I've done this or maybe this is how or I should have thought about a little bit too long you yeah know? you know what I'm saying so I'm I don't smell like penis I love that about her but I also kind of saw this coming just because I I've been watching her trajectory and mm-hmm. Issa her and Lena Waif they mm-hmm. are and even at, Yvonne Orji uh, is co-producing a show with Oprah okay. about her transition as being a Niger woman or Nigerian woman and like growing up in a Nigerian household and stuff like that, she's like working with Oprah and Disney. Oh, see, I didn't get even the back black women. Well, I think the last thing I kind of watched with her was her stand up because mm-hmm. she had dropped a stand up. I think right, it was either towards the end of the last season or yeah, somewhere uh, it was around like the middle of the last. Yeah, because they were like they, they were like doing a heavy promotion like in between the insecure. Yeah. Um, episodes or whatever like the after she's funny too like like for yeah, real like she is Santa funny and then i love that it was her going back home and talking to her family mm-hmm. and stuff like that and seeing that side of her versus uh the insecure side and i watched her interviews with breakfast club and stuff like mm-hmm. that like i love her personality that's why it was so conflicting mm-hmm. to watch the show yes it, 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 did, it did force you to be torn just really quickly on yvonne orgy um she's dope because she really has really good friendships with other comedians and people. She's really well respected. And I feel like that's, I still think a hard thing to do, even though people are encouraged to, you know, quote unquote, be themselves. Mm. I feel like she's been able to maintain that and maintain levels of integrity that I feel like other people have not been able to. Um, she got her huge break cause she had breaks previously, but she got her huge break with Chris Rock. He asked her to go on tour and be his opener, okay. which is dope. It was like one of his comeback tours, maybe four or five years ago. Is and that she was, the Netflix? I think it might have been when he was doing like the smaller clubs and yeah. stuff like that. And then he did the large um, presentation. She was his opener that entire tour. That's so for Chris up. Rock to believe in you, that's major. Yeah. You know, you know, you can't turn your nose. Well, I mean, you could, but you'd be a hater. Um, but uh, Natasha Rothwell, who plays Kelly on the show. Yes, I amazing. love her. Amazing. She is so funny. Her. And she does always, she always does the, writes the show within the show. Mm. So like that slave show. The show that was like a, a hit on 90s sitcom. She yeah. she writes all of those. Um, so she's in the writer's room and it's just hilarious. And then like her acting, like how she, it, um, her physical comedy, her, the crazy things that she says, I just love her. And then we have Amanda Seals who does an yeah. ex- exceptional job. She has a little social activism thing going on. Some people love to hate her, but I also appreciate her and her personal journey. Um, also, she has smart, funny, and black. So, yes, you know, don't yes. sleep on that as well because it's dope. And it pushes black people being who they are and us celebrating our culture and things like that. But also, um, she had to acknowledge, because it was so much chaos surrounding her mm-hmm. in what she was saying and things like that, she said she had to take some moments and just step aside, step away from social media, do some self-reflection, go deep dive into therapy. That's, that's what I 
thought kind of happened because mm-hmm. I remember there for a minute it was like every day I was just seeing Amanda Seals on Instagram Going and then forward. it kind of disappeared and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden once I kind of started like re- recognizing her again like now she's got a man she's mm-hmm. like in a happy relationship and you can tell like the vibe is different it's the same message but it's of not course. so maybe not so aggressive mm-hmm. which there's nothing wrong with that. Um, not I, so many I do sharp believe edges so people can hear you. Yeah, more. yeah. Because yeah. what is it? What is the saying? I I'm horrible with cliches or whatever. But uh, <laughs> it's right message, wrong sender or something like that. Like I don't sometimes, know, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, she had to she had to cut down some of them sharp edges because it was just a lot happening. And again, if every single message is aggressive, it will become difficult for you to be able to you know, process everything. Cause I feel like you punch me in the face every time you say something. And again, for some people, she will never be palatable because the message is aggressive to her because it's something you don't want it to you because you don't want to hear it. Yeah. So, you know, she's, you Truth know, talking always... about patriarchy. She's talking about white supremacy and racism and stuff like that. If you are a racist, <laughs> uh, then you probably not going to like her. Just no matter what she could say, roses are red, violets are blue. You're going to be like, hater. You hate me. Why can't I just be myself? Blah, 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 blah. So we ain't got time. But I love Amanda Seals. Uh, also, Kendrick uh, Sampson. He's the one that plays Nate. He's dope. Nate, he does Nate, uh, Nate, Nathan. Nate. Light skin. He got the little light eyes. Oh, yes. Did it on the Ferris like wheel him. with Issa. Yeah. You know. He, uh, I saw him. Uh, he was in How to Get Away with Murder for mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, that's another thing I kind of like about that show besides also her Issa and whoever does their music they always push Raphael Sadiq is their, is their yes. creative and musical director uh, yes. if I'm not mistaken I've seen Solange get mm-hmm. credits for on the there first before. credit for the first season yeah stuff like mm-hmm. that but um they push a lot of lesser known artists or oh uh, yeah most of my playlists artists is, is yeah. comprised of their soundtracks alone yeah. like legit that's, that's why I mean. even when they post the soundtrack like i even go yes. back and listen to oh it. me too some of my favorite songs right now and how i really fell in love with lucky day was because of their soundtrack okay. lucky day victoria monet tiana major nine yes tiana major is what she put me on to tiana major so dope because i was like Isley. they yes alex Isley as well yes mm-hmm. yes she they they do great things over there um since we just gave all these women this amazing love <laughs> and I, my apologies to uh, my mother, grandma, <laughs> Jessica, uh, I did not shout out uh, women's, what is it? Women's history, history month. month. Yes, it is women's history um, month. And then, shout out to the ladies. Hey, badges. <laughs> hey, lady, <laughs> fellow vaginas. What's I, up, guys? I hope nobody gets offended by that. Cause <laughs> it's a woman saying it. Why would you be offended? Well, nowadays, I feel like. <laughs> oh, right. You know, okay, with the trans community, hey, et cetera. You know. I mean, but you can go make one. So, girl, you know, swing your vagina around. It's your business. Hey. Um, but, yes. <laughs> He's like, I'm is, still not talking about it. <laughs> it. Well, my thing is also, I'm a male. Like, I, I love women. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. to me, a woman is a woman is a woman. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you about yeah. yourself. I, I can only okay. tell you about me. That's it. <laughs> uh, but no, I just wanted to give a huge shout out about that. We did just give a lot of black women um, some love. And as I said mm-hmm. in the beginning, I shouted you out. Uh, this episode will is airing, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, uh, after Women's International Day, mm-hmm. which is also just. And that was just like a, a love fest, man. Yeah, it was dope. Uh, just like women celebrating themselves, which I think is a great thing because I feel like a lot of times as women, we are taught to be demure, to be quiet, to be seen and not heard. Like we are children, mm. although we have cooked at your dinner, we have um, pushed out your children. We have um, been the boss at work. 
handle things, organize whether we got the credit for it or not, etc. So to just um, revel in our um, strength and power yesterday was fantastic. And it was an opportunity to be able to be confident in who I was without the fear of criticism or being diminished by anyone or anything. And if somebody tried to come for it, I had my girls have my back. It was one of those situations. So I loved it. No, I, I loved it. Uh, I mean, for me, I'm trying to big up women, uh, three sixty five out of the year. And that's the, you really do though. You be, you be like, shout out. Yeah. I'm, well, my thing is at the end of the day, and I've had some men kind of question me about it, but I, I'll tell people straight up women run this shit. I wouldn't, Hello, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily physically be here without a woman. Because, yes, it takes burn. But my mom pushed my big head ass up out of her. Hello. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I have three gorgeous babies that right? two different women pushed up out of them. Hello. You know what I'm saying? Uh, at the end of the day, if a woman tells me no... Where right. am I gonna go? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> you gotta sit here and de- the thing is you gotta sit here and deal with it because it's like yeah. again, it, it's so much and I feel like another great thing that I feel like I have been a broken record about, but I feel like is so important is agency. And that's the thing, is like you're respecting a woman's agency to be able to make decisions for herself, to not be dictated by some an individual, a man per se, just because she is a woman. And then for me, I've been challenging myself as well as the women in my life, the women that I know, the women that I don't know, hell, uh, about addressing internal bias because we will push these misogyn these misogynistic agendas on other women because it makes us feel powerful because then we feel like we might get accepted because if this man sees me diminishing this woman, mm-hmm. then he'll know that I'm submissive. Uh, go play in traffic with the pick me uh, information. Um, go, you know, go play, go. I'm, I'm going to put out all the butter knives. You do what you need to do with all of it. And I'm not making, you know, diminishing anybody's uh, mental health journeys with suicide, etc. However, I do want people to pull it together in regards to telling people what to do with their bodies. Hit me with your eyes. I ain't ever seen that kind of view You walking over here The way that it went down last when I knew We be talking all night But I can tell you need to work on you You, you like you You, you like you Like you mm-hmm. You be playing sweet But baby don't you know that talk is cheap Can't fool me I wish that you could back it up for me
quick sidebar and I'm pulling it back in, but Lori Hartley, mm-hmm. she's a great example of people not allowing her to have agency or just be herself or do her thing. She has not made not one statement that I know of about anything, but she's continuously living her life. I, to me, that whole situation and for those of you that listen are listening, if you're unaware, uh, Lori Harvey was in the headlines mm-hmm. what a few weeks ago, a month ago, mm-hmm. um, because she is now dating Michael B. Jordan, mm-hmm. and they are happily in love. I think they are a beautiful couple. Yeah, that I is a black excellence, just that cute. Is a y'all just cute as y'all want to be. Yes, excellent black man, and she is a fine young black woman. Right, so. she's absolutely gorgeous. Twenty four, yeah. rich. Dating in her tax bracket, it, minding her business. To me, I was just confused because why is it that men want these sexual creatures, but when it's in their face, it's all of a sudden they're hoes and they're mm-hmm. like, it's like their value diminishes. Like it, it, that never, it never made sense to me. Like mm-hmm. if you want that hole in the sheets, like she going to have to be out here in these streets getting said experience because otherwise oh, well. you're finna get a fake hole in the sheets like right she gonna plus like not a only that like as i tell any of my homies you can't be out here doing shit and not expect the same of a woman like i know me i'm a hoe it is what it is so what do i look yeah. like trying to sit here and look down or diminish a woman who is also out in the streets doing what she pleases with her body the only thing I ever say is be safe. That's Thank it. You. That Thank is you. it. And my whole thing with Lori Harvey is that everybody's assuming that she's smashing every single guy that she's ever dated. First of all, that'd be a lot of work. Uh, second, um, even if she was. Yeah. She's a consenting adult. Hello. And then, but they, and you know, Lil Boosie, you know, the consummate of voice of the people, not uh sitting there talking about y'all out here making Lori Harvey goals and y'all want y'all daughter to really be like Lori Harvey absolutely she is making her own decisions <laughs> and dating in her tax bracket and we way rich that I, means that I'm real rich first of all freedom, my daughter <laughs> the freedom that she has to be Steve Harvey's daughter yes and still to be moving like this the sa- first I of all the same her. first of all the same thing that white girls do all the time it just ain't publicized exactly what was Paris Hilton doing what was Kim Kardashian <laughs> doing bruh in them Sex streets tapes. Sex tapes. In them that streets. is why sex tapes became a thing. Hello, because of Paris Hilton and then Kim Kardashian and Ray J. But it just, I don't know. For me, it was very confusing. Um, it was annoying. And then not only that, like, I can't remember whose post it was, if it was yours or uh, Nala's, but uh, somebody said something. And I was like, it's just, it's that old, it's that old nigga mentality. Like, mm-hmm. it's that old nigga mindset. Because y'all out here saying women can't do xyz but yet you want her to and then they also were uh calling um and then this was also a segue into russell wilson and the degrees of separation are a little small because sierra is russell is uh, russell wilson's wife but she's also future's ex who's also the ex of Lori harvey and so it was you know degrees of separation kind of kind of connected them all Mm. um which is it is what it is that's life though you know hollywood black and it's famous people it's famous people that that's literally only a very small percentage of the actual population and so with them it was oh russell wilson is the simp um Michael B. Jordan is on in simp territory because he, you know, he doing all these lavish things for this beautiful woman that he's excited about being with. See, there's if you can't afford it, just say that. I I think we're getting at a point, and I like I'm kind of enjoying Twitter lately 
when it comes to topics like these. Because mm-hmm. you kind of see a lot more men saying, y'all say this shit for the internet. Like, mm-hmm. or either you really don't get, like, women don't like you. Because if you yeah. really feel this way in yeah. real life, that, that's really no woman is fucking with you, period. You're and it's like, vagina. yeah, and it's like, even for me, like, even before I started actually saying I, I got girlfriends, mm-hmm. I still was doing nice things for women I was interested in. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I, if I care about you, yeah, I want to make you happy. Yeah, I want to make you smile. What, and like, what is wrong with that? Exactly. Like, I don't oh understand. Gosh. Like, that whole so simp dumb. term, it never made sense to me because it's like, Cause people are fam, dumb. if people care about you, they're going to they gonna do things for you. Now, yes. I'm not finna go buy you no goddamn Birkin bag. I ain't got Birkin bag money. And also, the type of woman I'm into, that's not their they thing. You know me. what I'm saying? But it's just one of them things where I feel like so many men want to look cool and macho. And it's like, bro, mm-hmm. you look like a clown. Like, yeah. do you really believe this? Because yeah. if you do, I imagine you go home and you sleep lonely every night. And then uh, it's funny because I was... um. Hits 92.3, which is a radio station that I'm on. Uh, we have, uh, on Mondays, we'll have a culmination of a few of the show hosts from different shows come in and kind of sit and talk and have conversations about pop culture, et cetera. And one of the show hosts that was on was talking about, one of his takes was that, you know, he was, we were talking about social media initially. And he was like, I'm banned from, or I'm still in a social media jail for da-da-da-da-da. And we're like, why? And he's like, well, you know, my family, they blocked me. This person blocked me. And was like, why? And he's like, well, you know, some of the things I say, my point of view, his, one of his point of views, one of his main point of views that he said he doesn't feel anymore, but he did at the time is that um, black women um, should be blamed for single motherhood. And what that, the fuck? And that... And Did that any research? the reason why they should be blamed is because people don't hold single mothers accountable and that what they're the, the reason fuck? why. And he was like, even if the man left you, why did the man leave you? How old and is he? And he was, I want to say mid thirties, maybe mid I'm to late thirties. I'm 31 and I can tell you right now, the system. Right. But he was like, no, it's, no he, he said it's the lack of accountability for black women. And if they did what they're supposed to do. Does he know they, what the crack epidemic was? He and, and so what I surmise from his conversation, because I, I, I spoke to him in love because continue Ooh. the conversation, <laughs> continue the conversation set me up for that uh-huh. to be able to have opposing views and still be able to try to see where they were coming from. And I had to get to the point of get to the root of what was going on with him. I won't mm. even say what was wrong with him, but what was going on with him is that you don't have a voice. You feel voiceless. And so that's why you have a show. We all have our reasons why we express ourselves in the ways that we do. Mm. And you got a wife, you say, and this is your second marriage. And you were saying your first marriage was pointless. You should have never married her. You didn't learn anything. I was like, even if you learned what not to do, that's still learning something. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. You take something away from it. Oh, uh, but um, he was uh, either he doesn't have a voice in his home or he has his woman under his thumb. And then by the end of the conversation, when I'm being so nice, I mean, they overwhelmed him. He didn't even know how to handle it. That even though he was saying things that he did to try to trigger me, mm. It was okay because I'm like, I can still show you love because I see I, I see the hurt little boy. I hate to, you know, psychoanalyze, but I see the deficits and they're blaring, they're glaring. We we are too emotionally intelligent in this day and age not to be able to see the stuff. And you're saying this so you can piss me off so you can be like, see, that's why black women is angry. But now he's in my inbox. Hey, sis, that was a great show. I appreciated everything you said. You know that I'm very outspoken. You know, mm-hmm. I have a polished demeanor, but I'm very outspoken. And I say what I feel like I want to yeah. say. I'm going to say what I want to say. We can get to the shit. Right. I, <laughs> no problem. We can set it up. We can set it up. Um, but 
Um, with that, he's like, oh, this is, I really was impacted by that and this and that or whatever. And it just, it just, and it's been happening to me a lot lately with men that were very aggressive. And during the time of the election, I had a lot of black men who are very, 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 very pro-Trump. Um, and that Breonna Taylor deserved what she got because she shouldn't have dated D-boys. Oh, drug, no. she, she shouldn't have dated drug dealers. Oh, and, no. you know, and they're saying this openly. And I'm like, and I'm like, break that down for me. Like, uh, I just want to understand your perspective. And then they were, and I was like, and so I was like, you know, no matter what, a life was lost. Whether if, even if you feel like we, she might've made choices and decisions, that is someone's child, that is someone's sister, that's someone's friend. And it was still a life loss. And what if she had turned over a new leaf? Does that not provide her grace? And if, you know, he was a, you know, guy in church and everything. So I'm like, well, where does, where does all the grace that we talk about in the Bible land? And where does, you know, this? And I just was, I was like, I just want to ask you questions because I want to understand. And he came to my inbox and was like, hey, Jess, I, you know what? I realized that the, the, the approach that I was taking was really wrong. And so then he like makes this like huge declaration about how I helped him see. So I was like, not necessary, but I'm just like, I want us to see where we are with this, like why are, do you need to argue with us? Like, is that, does that make, does that help you? Does, because I constantly see men attacking women and then especially the black, you know, I'm black. So black men attacking black women. Like I have a specific issue with that because where's our unity. And then, and then again, and it goes back to the agency conversation. How do you feel like you can usurp my agency and tell me I must have daddy issues. If, if I enjoy sex, I must hate myself. If you see me date more than one man, but you can date more than one woman. It's not an issue. Boosie talking about what, when, why can't we go back to promote women that was being with a long, uh, being long suffering with one nigga. And yeah, he may be no good. Excuse me, but I can't just date around, but you want me to be loyal to one. No good nigga. Yep. How it's tell me how that goes. Kind of going back to the whole, um, women's like international day and the (laughs) history month as a black man it's been great to see black women i guess starting to be held at a higher place and just giving the credit for because at the end of the day like uh i know i i think i said something on twitter or something like that but like somebody who knew me or knows me closely was like well how is it that, you know, you feel these way or this way in regards to like black women, but you don't date black women? Mm-hmm. And I had a corrector and I said, understand something. I've been with black women. Mm-hmm. It's not that I don't date black women, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, my mom is black. My grandma is black. I have sisters that are black. And not only that, it's still a woman. And I mean, if we give Thank it a you. buck, do you know how much shit black women like influence? These white girls and Hispanic girls and other cultures and shit, they walk around here acting, talking, walking, dressing. It's it's Hispanic girls and shit on the internet doing uh what is it? The the baby the baby hairs. Like, come on, fam. Like it's so much shit that's ingrained because of black women. So why would I not love seeing that? You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just weird, but like I love it because even like Regina King, mm-hmm. I love seeing that like she is directing shit and, and doing and things. Oh, and like I love it. I love Regina King because of the Boondocks. 
Oh yeah, like dope. she's done a lot of great she's shit. Been so influential. Yeah. back to two two seven man when she was a kid acting on two two seven in the eighties, and then her transitions to like the movies in the nineties. She was in Poetic Justice. Yes, she was in what Boys in the Hood I think. She uh, was in I mean Friday, Friday, right. Friday, not Boys in the Hood. She was in Friday. Yeah, I think yeah, she was Friday. in Friday. But the 90s movies, you yes. know, and she could do both. She could play the hood and the ratchet. She could do other stuff. She can be behind the scenes. She can play a concerned mother. The versatility that she possesses is what makes her astounding, which is what makes her awesome. And we can't kick it out the door just because, again, it's not what her, her proximity to whiteness is not what you feel like it should be. So it diminishes who we are. And more and more when black women, especially are standing up and being who they are, are supposed to be. And again, I revel, I'm reveling in it. I'm rolling around and I'm getting comfortable. I'm, I'm rolling my toes around in the little carpet in the situation because I feel like it's just been far too long. And even with black men and you talk about not giving credit and stuff mm. like that, who was on the front? If you look at the pictures of these protests that we have for George yeah, Floyd funny. and everything else, black woman. black woman at the front line, standing in the face. I've seen black women jump in front of police officers. They're about to pull out their guns on their men, yeah. on their sons, on their fathers, without without any issue. When you tell us who we are, when you tell us we shouldn't be who we want to be, when you cheat on us and come back home and bring us diseases or extra children or whatever, and, you, you know, we still rolling, still strong. And it's like, a, but somehow we're supposed to kowtow to men or or lessen or, or our value decreases for some reason because of it. And I just can't get with that. I can't. And I, I'm not going to shut up about it. I definitely agree with you. And I get it. I'm there all the way. All the way. <laughs>
out here in Atlanta. <laughs> and I actually have somebody here with me who is in Atlanta. Tyson gave, he gave some insight, but Tyson has not been in Atlanta since what last, or I think September of 2019, I want to say, or whatever. So I feel like his input is a little hit or miss. <laughs> All-Star Weekend, what'd you Ooh, think? All-Star Weekend was a dumpster fire. Um, Definitely some folks left with COVID. And everybody's like, y'all, can, Atlanta open. Y'all come here. Y'all going y'all gonna to give us COVID. First of all, you brought COVID with you, more than likely. Everybody that was from Atlanta was at home. Nobody was out there in them streets like that. Yeah, that's what I heard. Everybody was at home. We was in the house. All the Atlanta folks it. was like, fuck the traffic. Fuck the bullshit. A lot of y'all is about to get jacked. <laughs> right. And like, these all in pictures, all those stories on IG, everything was of overcrowded places with not one person wearing a mask. Oh, Corona won that weekend. Oh, 100%. Corona went home with everybody. Everybody yeah. got a party favor. Woo! Yeah, Corona was, Corona was big chilling all-star weekend. You know, I just wanted to ask, because um, kind of what you were saying, I had seen some of that same sentiment shared on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, from people who were in Atlanta. I, I For me, and I said this on last week's episode, um, the safety was my biggest concern. And it was not safe people, to be on the streets. Like, the yeah, people getting their people. tires stolen, getting their windows busted out. That looked a little Getting nuts. robbed. Um, and, again, it was just so much overcrowding. And Kish, Mary Keisha Lance Bottoms was like, y'all stay home. Don't come. Atlanta not open like that. But the businesses were still open. There were still many parties that happened all weekend, all Sunday night, even to over, spill over till Monday. Like, it was still stuff that was happening. All, starting Thursday night, the previous, the prior Thursday night. People was just out in them streets. I mean, super crowded. Uh, it wasn't safe, man, for a few reasons. Like, so your respiratory system, <laughs> <laughs> then your tires and your wallet, then it's like, yeah. you know. It just. The prostitution, and then it like, and also in weekends and stuff like that, the sex trafficking is like through the roof. And that's I the voluntary can, and yeah. involuntary sex trafficking. I can only imagine. Can only imagine. It, um, I don't know. I said last week that, uh, it just. It doesn't scream fun to me. No. And then looking and seeing everything. And it's like, cool. Y'all are in this big ass dome, you know, having a good time and shit. But it's like, fam, we're in the middle of a Ponderosa still. Like, Mm -hmm. it's still going on. She just turned one. Mm -hmm. Like, the the, the Ponder replay is here (laughs) for at least another another year. And she like, I'm here. <laughs> What's up? She's she's going to be walking by the time she's done with this. Right. Like, well, she, 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 she a little toddler, but she, you know. It is, uh, I don't, it's, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But like I said, I just really wanted to ask somebody who was actually here. To yeah, see I was the, at the house. What the real temp check was. Yeah, it was, it was like, uh, wear, wear three masks and stay home with my door closed. Because who, who got time? Not me. And speaking on Miss COVID, uh, did you hear Texas pretty much said they're like masks off, do what you want. You might as well walk around with no drawers on forever. Just like, just like no drawers, no pants. I'm confused because they just got their ass whipped with the with the snowstorm cold with the snowstorm, and then you're like, I I know what I'm gonna do. Not only in conjunction that we we didn't have lights for four days. Um, Shit, it was longer than that. People died. People died. Then I'm also going to tell you not to wear a mask because you think because people had to like, you know, lay up together because they didn't have to, they couldn't quarantine because there was no power. And then so a lot of people got COVID that way. Some people was just dying See, from freezing to death. That. 
And then other people had to just, I know a lot of people in Texas that were like, we just got to, you know, pull together, huddle together. I got power. Just come over here so y'all don't die in the cold because it's 30 well, degrees. But it does make sense because one of my friends out there definitely said she uh, went to, I think it was like her sister-in-law's or something like that. And they pretty much all just hung out over there because that was the only person they knew with power. Mm-hmm. So now that you say that, shit. So you can that. imagine that the numbers went up. And actually, um, I work in um, research uh, for a university in Atlanta. Uh, that's my day job. You know, I got lots of jobs, y'all. <laughs> um, and uh, we keep track of the numbers daily, weekly. We work with the CDC and the NIH and, the, and WHO. And um, Atlanta's numbers are actually trending down. So for all the criticism that Atlanta gets, I feel like, because we have been open basically since we closed down for like six weeks and then we was back open. But... Yeah. Um, I feel like we've learned how to deal with it a little bit better because we've been living in it. And then again, you know, it's open. So everybody come down here. So strip clubs been open. Clubs been open. Restaurants have been open, like in dining, you know, yeah. dining in uh, restaurants and all the other stuff. And so we've learned how to deal with it. Like for me, I'm the kind of person, like I got corrupt swipes in my purse. I'm a wipe down the seats and the chairs, <laughs> the edge of the table, the menu. If they, y'all don't have the electronic one, that kind of stuff, just cause people are gross and yeah. they're in their, their wait staff is busy. So they're trying to wipe it down enough so it ain't no crumbs on the table, but they're not worried about bleaching down the table so that it is safe for you. So those are the things that I do, the additional precautions. I have sprays that I use from my own hands. I got microband in my car. Um, But I do those things just for my own personal peace of mind. Uh, But you got to be vigilant like that, just period, so that you can, you know, live. And then also we have to build up immunities and antibodies ourselves to be able to make sure that we can fight against this. If your immune system is not strong, are you taking vitamins? Are you doing the basic stuff to make sure that you're good? Drink water, y'all. Drink water. I take vitamin D, iris sea moss, zinc, vitamin C, um, and a couple other things. I take, you know, other stuff, you know, some other other thing. I forget how to pronounce it that I've been. Thinking about possibly taking, but it's supposed mm-hmm. to help boost your immune system and also some do elderberry bladder whack. But all those things, like it, it um, stops mucus production, also steam, you know that kind of stuff. Just because I have to do my show, I have to, you know, do other things or whatever, and then going to the grocery store. And the thing is, is that people feel like, oh, if you quarantine, and why are you traveling? Why are you doing this and that? It is everywhere. Gas station pumps. Yeah. The yeah. grocery store. You touch an apple, somebody else touch an apple. I Dang had it. a huge argument with a uh, good friend of mine <laughs> uh, because she did not like that I was traveling. Oh, people get really bent out of shape. It did not. It did not go well because <laughs> I, for one, uh, I, I get really stubborn kind of when you tell me like not to do shit. Just because then I'm definitely like, going to do it now. Yeah, but then not also not only that. Like I'm a grown ass man. That part. That part. Um, and then also, like, I know how I move. So, yes, mm-hmm. I'm traveling, but I usually travel and sit the fuck still. Like, yeah, you're not. You wasn't at All-Star Weekend. Yeah, I'm not going to the parties. Putting your face in somebody's cheeks. Like, yeah, hey, like, I don't, I don't partake in any of that. And if I do do anything with a gathering, it is a very small gathering, a mm-hmm. handful of people. Right. Other than that, I get on the plane and take my ass back to Chicago, and then I sit at home mm-hmm. and yeah. chill and work on this podcast and shit like that. So it was just... It, it was not a good time. It was... I mean, but people... And I think it's just born out of fear. And I just feel like with under any circumstance, not that we don't all have concerns, but I refuse under any under any guise that I will function and live in fear. It's just not where I am. Because I might as well just die. I've been trying to take this time as nothing but take all that money, mm-hmm. all that shit you was trying to do and you was wanting to do, go do it. Life is Do short. it now. 
Because I'm like, what if you didn't take that trip? He was like, and you in the plane crash, like it wasn't COVID. <laughs> it's like, I mean, at least I have. But not only that, it's, I mean, I could get in a car crash. Like anything can Dang happen, it. man. That's what I'm saying. And like, for my friend that like freaked out about the COVID thing, it was like one of those things. Like I had told her, I was like, look, just because you can sit in the crib. And not go out and do shit don't mean I I operate like that. Like Mm-mm. I did that for a little bit because when I was grieving my grandma and everything, yeah. I didn't really bust no moves. Like right. you was like I, I was in the crib, mm-hmm. crib like sad doing my own thing. But it was like I also hit a point where I was like, man, f this. It's summertime. Like yeah. I need to go out and enjoy the summer because it's gonna be cold again, and I'm gonna be all sad and, and mopey. Y'all get cold, cold. Yeah, right? and, and uh, like Illinois. even I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm really realizing this weather shit. Fucks with me heavy because mm-hmm. we've had pretty decent weather, mm-hmm. and I mean I wake up every day like I've been wearing jeans like and it's like a thing like I look at sweats and I'm like nah I'm gonna grab some jeans today like mm-hmm. just little things like that and then like also I feel a bit more motivated to do mm-hmm. the podcast to work on things like I'm getting my ideas back and stuff mm-hmm. and it's like this weather shit really does yeah they like savings like, is my time to shine when we spring forward like I'm uh, like. Ooh, what we doing? Cause the sun is up at like five. Yeah. The sun comes through my windows. I thrive on all that. When I'm doing my workouts with my trainer, I'm like, okay, we outside. The air is crisp. It's still cold as hell, but yeah. the air is still crisp. And I feel the energy. Like springtime is my time where I feel like I'm most energized, most alive. And even though summer it's oppressively hot, but <laughs> especially in Georgia, because that humidity is oh, no yeah. joke. Oh, yeah. It's Satan's mistress. I'm, However, I'm already looking forward to coming back out here in the summertime. Hot, hot. But oh, I feel. Already. I feel energized in a way that I don't in the winter. It's hard to get up. It's hard to move forward. And I don't know if it's just the times that we're in or whatever, but I see more and more people being affected by seasonal like depression and mm. stuff like that. And so understanding that that's, that's what that is. Like I force myself to get out. So I go to restaurants, I do stuff. I, you know, I don't be all in the streets like that, but I have to do things where I'm engaging people because I felt myself kind of wasting away. See outside of me traveling, like, and I, I think that's why, like, me coming out here when I did was a big deal for me because mm-hmm. I was kind of in that rut. Because mm-hmm. it was like I would go to Ohio, go see my girlfriend there, and then come back home, and I wouldn't buzz no moves. Like, I'd be in a crib. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I'd get my kids and stuff like that, but, like, because places aren't really open for the kids and I'm not really trying to take right. them out and that, like, we're always at home. And then, all right, bust another move, come back, it's the same thing. But, like, when I came out here, it was just like, it was like ah, shit, okay, like, disrupted all of that in a weird way. And then you you have that. I start focusing on this a little bit more. Weather's starting to get a little bit warmer and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, like, now it's... This summer is about to be the bomb. I'm yeah, about to be. Yeah. I'm about to be. I'm about to be. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to make moves. Right. I'm no, to me, make too. Moves. me too. Me <laughs> You know, I can't say everything on on air, but you know. Yeah. I'm, so, to make moves. I'm about to. I I'm, I got plans. I fell in love with Florida. Well, I was told I can't say Florida because Miami is its own thing. But I fell in love <laughs> with Miami. Um, I'm trying to get out to Cali. Uh, I would yeah. love to do some more interviews with some people, mm-hmm. but also just. I ain't been to Cali in a minute. I miss Cali. I miss I ain't been to Cali since Thanksgiving. We we went out for Thanksgiving, and I just I'm itching. I feel that I can. I need to go whenever mm. I feel that. I follow I'm still the. I'm trying to go to the fucking bay, man. I Pull need together, to go man. to the you bay. To, you do. You do. It's just when I go out there, it's always everything like 
at least for my stuff, it ends up being like San Diego or LA. So I end up up in that like, you know, SoCal area. Three or four days in SoCal, drive up to the Bay, six hours. Yeah. Be there, flow, go to Oakland, Berkeley, Sac. Just hit all the little spots. Go to San Jose. First of all, the food. Alone. I hear the food be cracking the out food there. Alone, I man. hear the food be cracking. I was born and raised in, you know, Vallejo, California. What's up, hey guys? Um, and the food is just a bomb. And it's such a melting pot of so many different people. Everybody yeah. just be chilling. I just I also just love the Bay Area culture. Yeah, it's and it's different. I didn't even yeah. realize that we were so different from everybody oh, else. Yeah, the Bay is different. I was like, like even from LA, the Bay is different. I've, yeah, no. I've never been to the Bay, mm-hmm. but I have Bay friends and mm-hmm. just talking to them. Oh, yeah. And, like, some of them, like, I've seen, like, on the internet and stuff like that as far as, like, just them with their friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, y'all be lit out there. Like, oh yeah, y'all be lit. Them little car functions and shit that be going on. Yeah, that's so cool. Y'all be <laughs> lit. Like, hey, we doing the most. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we doing the most. Side shows everywhere. Folks yeah, love, like, I'm definitely trying to bust some moves because uh, last summer was a uh, real turn down. Apostrophe Four Caps Podcast. shoot a drop and yeah. I just refuse to live that way this this summer I'm I'm about to be in the streets yeah I just, I also think in a weird way I felt like last year kind of woke a lot of people up yeah because we needed to be grounded in a way where we had to sit still and 
face a lot of stuff with ourselves. And I yeah. don't think that a lot of people were doing that. We just, I know for me, just going, 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 work. Yeah, because that. that's all we're taught. And it was like, I know for a lot of people, just the whole work thing alone, mm-hmm. them getting fired and not having to go back to work, that type of stuff. And then also kind of seeing like these companies don't give a fuck about us. Do not care. It was like, uh, they, they, they use this word a lot on TikTok, but it was like a spiritual awakening for mm-hmm. a lot of people. And it like lit this flame because there's so many more entrepreneurs now. That didn't even know that they could do it. Yeah, and it's like, hell, look at me! That, I am my radio show to September. You know what I'm saying? Boom, hey, go crazy. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but it's just one of them things where like, I love to see it because it's like I know for me for so long it was just that nine to five shit killed me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you granted, yeah, and it's like, granted, like. I didn't exactly know concrete how to do what I wanted to do and make it equate to money. But it's like even me starting this podcast back up and just doing it, it has been just a great outlet Mm -hmm. just for creativity alone. And it's like, I'm not even like at the point right now where it's like, oh, I ain't making bread from it. So whatever. But at the same time, in a weird way, I also feel like I have this like gut feeling where it's like, it's going to come. It'll come. And the thing is, I said it before, I'll say it again. I've always believed in Davi. Um, came to him by way of other channels and avenues, but <laughs> that was not the point. I'm like, good people, know, then that's my model for my show. Good people know good people. And I feel like I met Nyla through Periscope. Like, okay. legit. Like, I've, I've, I have I've several been. substantial relationships that I met with the people I met them initially through social media. And we just had a connection and we have sustained relationships with no drama. And some people are like, oh, I can't do this. I was like, boo, look in the mirror. It's you. If it smell like, the, like cold mama said on Martin, if it smell like Dale Cabbage everywhere you go, baby, maybe it's you. <laughs> you know, it's it's always been interesting to me because people kind of like look at me crazy when I tell them um, I've met people off social media. And it's Many like, people. you have to understand, especially in today's age. How can you not almost? It's, it's. It's the norm. Like, this mm-hmm. is the norm. Like, we have mm-hmm. friends in other states and some people, countries. Yes. But, like, also, not not only that, for me, being in the military also showed me, okay, like, there's people in other places that feel the same way I feel, have similar outlooks as me, and we can get along. Yes. Because I know shit back home is people all around. And I don't fuck with none of them like that. So it's like, it was just a dope thing to see. Because I feel like it's an opportunity to find your people specifically. Yeah. Like folks that like your your kinks, your quirks, everything. And you're like, man, I thought I was the only one. I've been sitting here in this state, in this city, in this whatever, in this house, thinking that I'm weird. And actually, I got a whole set of people that are my kind of weird. And I love it. And I feel like this is these are the opportunities and it don't mean that we exactly the same. It just means that we have common interests that make us connect on a level that I think people don't, people that are closed off in certain ways, mm. emotionally don't get the, the chance to experience. That makes sense. I know for even with uh, you getting the radio show and stuff like that, like I'd never, I guess voiced it, but it was like one of those things when we were doing the, uh, what was the show called? I, I, continue the, conversations. Yes. Continuing conversations. I kept telling myself like, she needs a podcast. She needs <laughs> like she needs to be doing something like this, whether it goes to YouTube, whatever. She needs to be doing this. And then literally quiet for a couple weeks. Well, it felt like a couple weeks to me. And then all of a sudden, bam, radio show. I was like, 
It literally was. I it knew was like, I knew it was, like it was like coming, weeks. but I just it was one of them things where like every time we did it, like it just it was like a I was a proud like it was it was a proud moment for me because I'm oh, like thank you. you are killing this shit, and like you did like the way you format your stuff like and I'm. A little jealous because your formatting of your shows is it's, so it's like only because I'm a little anal, and so I have to. <laughs> it's for me. It's for me for peace of mind, so that we can have spontaneous moments that we can talk and go off the rails. But I'm like, okay, but I know these things are still gonna happen, mm. and that's and that the structure gives me the freedom for spontaneity. Okay, and so and that's just the project manager in me that ain't gonna do nothing else. Okay. That but that's how I run my projects. I'm like, so if this happens, we always have a contingency plan. I got extra songs in my pocket. I got this that's going to happen. I can switch that. If the conversation is going good and I don't feel like stopping, we can keep, you know, keep doing that. And those things inspired me. But that honestly fell into my lap and I didn't even feel ready for it. I was only doing four weeks mm. and it is now six months later, seven months later and, and our 25th episode it. that's coming up. So you about to be on my 25th episode, which I, I feel know. like is extra special. I was like, this is like perfect timing. Like, everything. And the funny thing is too, even with uh, me, Coming back out for the second one, I was like, kind of like, it might not happen for a minute. But then you hit me up and was like, hey. Because you said you wanted to come week. back. I'm like, let's oh, go. Oh, no, no. And it, that was the thing, too. And, like, in a very weird way, you doing that or, like, me telling you that. Like, I knew you. You're not one of those people that, like, bullshit people. No, so, for me, I knew me telling you, hey, I'll come back. I knew you was going to be like, hey, here. I just didn't know when. But when you was like, hey, second week, da, da, da. I looked at my calendar. I said, <laughs> I will look at flights right now. I'm not playing with her. Like, but it's just one of the things where mm-hmm. like, to me, you're one of those people that I uh, consider, I, I guess I wouldn't want to let down or something like that, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. But like, well, I appreciate you, that because I try not to let people down. No. And I, I guess to me, cause you did definitely like re spark that flame. It was just one of them things where like, uh, not that I owe you, but just, I'm like, grateful for it so like but i'm grateful you, to you because i remember watching your your uh vlogs and i was just like this is so dope i love the transitions you would do and i could see your vision mm. i could see where you were going with it even with you know the previous iteration iteration of your podcast just i i understood and i whether it was a visual or whether i was just listening like i understood where you were going and i was like i feel like people need to hear that people need to experience it people need to see it and i feel like a part of my life's purpose is to be able to inspire other people to be the best to be their best selves mm. i feel like discovering purpose is a part of my purpose and that's to help other people be able to get to those points and so It'll happen like I'm minding my business with a mask on <laughs> at the at the grocery store. And this lady be like, what do you think about this sweet potato? I'm like, oh, it looks okay. You probably want to wash it before you cook it, <laughs> oil it up or something, put it in the oven. She's like, you know what? My mom died today. And I, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, that's literally, that happens to me, like, all the time. Yeah, people love to tell me their background. I'm just like, wait, what? So what? many things. What? So many things. Yeah. And uh, it's a blessing and a curse, but I feel like I have, can't deny that. So even with the radio show and how that happened, meeting AJ, mm. AJ, I was writing for his magazine. He had a, you know, a cocktails, art and soul thing. He does like a little food, music, fusion thing. Um, and then he was writing, had a magazine. I wrote for the magazine. That, um, and then I ended up getting a cover story. And then the cover story, the woman in the, in the cover story was like in a movie on Lifetime. And so it was just like, it was like a, a you know, what is it? A ripple effect. And one thing kept happening after another. I was doing continue the conversation because it was such a demand. And because people are connected to me, I'm having the same insecure conversation with 30 people in my inbox. And I was like, how about 
we all have the same conversation at the same time because this is too much. Like, yeah. I was like, I ain't got time to have 30 conversations. And then I was thinking about Nyla needed to end it. And Nyla, it was my counterpart in a continued conversation. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll continue it on my own. And then I was like, oh, I'm wrestling with it. And then. See, that's the same thing I went through with and this. And AJ put out a thing and he was like, hey, are you interested in having a radio show? And I'm like, should I try it? Should I do it? Should, I don't know. And after four weeks, instead of me stopping, I went to, from one hour to two hours. Mm. And now we're on our 25th episode. So the journey has been dope because it's like seeing these things manifest. And so all it does is make me want to push my friends, people that I care about, people that I see like definite like promise in. I'm like, you need to be doing more. Let's go do more. Can we do well, more? It's like I shared with you before we uh, started recording uh, I wasn't gonna mention it yet. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead and but, lay that back. Uh, I've literally gone from not having a podcast to having a podcast, uh, as you mentioned a little bit ago, mm-hmm. second time on your show, 25th episode. Mm-hmm. And then um, come the 1st of April, I will have an office space. Dope. And with it warming up, things are gonna start kicking back up with like my long hair business and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's like, just that little, hey, you need to come out here. I need you out here type thing. And like now it's just it's spiraled and spiraled to like mm-hmm. something bigger. And I like I said earlier, like it's this weird gut feeling. But it's just like I just feel like I right, shit like it's going to do what it's going to do. Absolutely. Finally, like absolutely. And we just can't be afraid of the momentum that it's going to take. It's going to get bigger and bigger and start going faster and faster. And that's why I feel like planning is like a huge part of uh, just giving ourselves a forecast. Not to say we'll have everything figured out. Cause some people are afraid to make plans. Cause they like, well, I don't know what's going I don't know this. Just be like, Hey, I want to be here by this time. Like in six months, I want to see this in the bank or in a year. I want to see, I want to have had this many people on da 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 da. And so for me, even me like asking people to be on my show and stuff like that, I'm re- I'm asking everybody. I just sent emails to Stacey Abrams. I just sent email. I'm like, she may say yes. And somebody that I hit up almost four months ago mm. finally responded. Somebody nationally syndicated. It's gonna be nice. And crazy. just all of a sudden, just like, hey, I'm reaching out for so and so, and they wanna, you know, they're like, can we set it up? We can do a Zoom, or they can't do in studio right now, but we want to set. And it's like international, like fame. And so if I have my stuff together, if I'm, if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, it's going to do what it needs to do. And it'll reach the people that it needs to reach. Cause I get feedback from all over the, the world, literally. And they're like, I love this part. I love that part. And every time I doubt myself, I feel like I take a misstep. And I feel like right now, if, if nothing else, we should be trusting our instincts. Our I intuition. feel like that was the biggest, I guess maybe my biggest downfall when I was doing the podcast before mm-hmm. and YouTube but it was also a thing of, I think, because just where I was at the time. Yeah, I felt like my, you were in the sadness a little bit, yeah. But it was just also, like, I couldn't fathom the idea that other people genuine, like genuinely enjoyed mm-hmm. watching my life. Because to me, I was like, I'm a dad. I don't do shit. Like, literally, I dad and go to work. And dad. <laughs> I dad. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, it, to me, it was weird. So I couldn't just get behind it. But right. it's like after just taking a step back from it and then even like getting back into the podcast, I haven't had quote unquote 
like a famous person or like mm-hmm. somebody super well known. But the feedback I've gotten from just these episodes of me just having my friends or my brothers on mm-hmm. who are regular everyday people, at least to me, yeah. and, but we all have our own stories. It is kind of like shifted my perspective in a way mm-hmm. to where as much as I would love to go interview one of my favorite artists right now. I'm kind of learning that we all have, like, our own stories. But, like, also, if I do it the right way, I can get them to show a side of themselves that maybe their own people haven't seen Mm -hmm. or they didn't even know was there. Because even my brother, he he won't, like, admit it, admit it, but he loves this podcast for shit. (laughs) And it was, like, it was that first episode we did. Like, I just seen, I'm like, wait, what? Like, you seen the spark, didn't yeah, because mm-hmm. he he put on this little voice and he like get to <laughs> he was asking questions like on the fly, like no docking, no nothing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, where did this come from? Like I ain't know. And it was one of them things where it, that's why I asked him like, how you feel about being like co-host, like mm-hmm. when I'm in town or like when you got the time or whatever. He was like, yeah, I got it. Like I do whatever. But he loves this shit now. And then not only that, like. Uh, one of the previous episodes uh, I did, I had uh, a good friend of ours. She's a single mother. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't expect to get on the co-parenting topic, but mm-hmm. it was great to see and have a woman's perspective on mm-hmm. co-parenting that I felt was a little different than most. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was just it was refreshing to also hear, and I got great feedback from that episode. Some people didn't like the the title, but it's <laughs> it was funny. Okay, like stop being so uptight, folks. And and I feel like that's a, a a huge part of it. And I feel like these are not only creative outlets, but again, you're connecting with people that want to be connected with you. They um, and it's giving people the opportunity to be able to discover things about themselves they even themselves that they that they didn't even know. And with, like what you said with your brother, you know, he's like open he's feeling creative he's coming with stuff spontaneously those are things that you want to be able to see and i feel like that's how good content is made Mm -hmm. and it's stuff that's going to live on way further than just these four walls or just these airwaves or wherever you're listening or hearing you know wherever you are from or where you're listening to you'll be listening you can listen to this in 10 years somebody could go back in your archives your kids could listen to this in 10 years and say hey this is dope my dad is you know, this is what he was doing at this time. And listen, how dope this was. And look at him now. Yeah. You know, and we want to be able to have these progressions. And this is all, I feel like this is just timestamps for us to be able to see where we're going and what we're doing. Because I think about continuing the conversation. I think about, and then as I've been progressing with the radio, I have people, stuff, conversations that I forgot I had. I used to work for Kaiser Hospitals and I would work with my coworkers. And I told her in like 2009 or 10 mm. that I wanted to have a radio show one day. Forgot I said it. She's on Facebook. Oh my God, sister. Remember when we were sitting in our little cubicles, laughing and joking and our shenanigans. And you said that this is where you wanted to be and seeing this manifest, it brings tears to my eyes. And, you know, so seeing that. So for me, you were a catalyst for me wanting to get out there and use my creative juice. Cause I was like, I wonder what would happen if I, you know, did something like that when you had your podcast. Mm. I, again, I'll watch your podcast and your vlogs. And so all of that was a source of inspiration. So for me to know that I could even be a tiny speck in your universe in regards to pushing you towards getting back into this, I am over the moon because you just don't know what you're, you just, but so that's why it's so important that we, we kick, you know, out imposter syndrome 
because you know it causes constantly makes us feel like we're you know a fraud or a fake or people gonna find out walking confidently and just saying i'm here right now so if, that, if i'm a fake kick me out then yeah just that's what i've been having to do for myself but it's been yielding so many crazy results it really has like socially yeah everything yeah like i feel like some people may not know how to take the uh the friendship aspect and stuff like that because i mean as great as things have been over the last year or so i there's definitely been a shift in that sense oh that's hard. but not that those people didn't matter to me it's just one of the things i've also come to terms with understanding that everybody energy ain't good energy no and everybody and where you are just mindset yeah The mindset is huge too right now because of the simple fact that I'm trying to go forward. If you're not trying to go forward with me, it's one of those things where I'm kind of like, eh, I don't, I don't Mm -hmm. like, you're going to hold me back at some point, even if it's not right now, you're because you're stuck back here, Mm -hmm. your thoughts and stuff, like our conversations, we, you can't add to them in the way I need, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Cause like how you were just saying, uh, you were thinking about wanting to continue, um, continue the I conversation. Yes, I don't know why I can't remember the damn <laughs> name. Um, I was gonna say, if at some point you can make it happen or something like that, I still think that is a genius idea, and for it to be on a YouTube platform and give you like a do it as if. Even though you're not on a TV show, mm-hmm. but give it like that thirty site or thirty minute show form mm-hmm. and different talking points and a guest or whatever. Well, and I don't know if you noticed, but I have been doing my Monday open discussions. That um, yes, yes, I've been doing on I, YouTube I tuned live. into your live. Yes, uh, we just did one recently because it just and again, like for me, it's even facing my fears and allowing evolution. Because in my mind, I'm like, we're just gonna talk about these specific things mm. and it's gonna be fine. But it always ends up doing something else. Yeah. Always. Even we were supposed to be talking about Polly Emery on your show. She was like, we were talking about your grandma. We oh, talked yeah. about George Floyd. We talked about everything. Like, it just was all over the place. We talked about psychedelics. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. How did we get here? But yeah. it was dope, though. It was a dope show. That's the one thing I, like, try to <laughs> bring with me. And I also, like, I, I try to promise with this. The psychedelics? No. Well, no. no. <laughs> I mean, off the record. <laughs> I mean, if, we, if you want to talk about five. I might be able to help you out with that. No, uh, just the open, my openness, and then also Mm -hmm. just the openness for safe, open conversation. Mm -hmm. I agree. Whatever, whatever it may be, because even that conversation, I felt like in a weird way, that was kind of therapeutic for AJ because a lot of stuff he was going through. Exactly. And then not only that, like I felt like I like made a new male friend Mm -hmm. in AJ just from us having that exactly. uh that episode exactly because i'm gonna tell you right now i was nervous as hell really why <laughs> oh my god it was i told you i had your back i wasn't gonna no, no, i know i i know that it was just i don't i think what it was was just that that self mm-hmm. doubt and shit it just kind of got in my head and i was like oh my god what if uh i was like oh shit but it was like literally we got in there and the way you did it was like the best possible way you like was just like all right boom start Talk shit, boom. I was like, okay, we're in here I, now. I, I felt like a cold open. I was trying something new, so I wanted to do a cold open and just start talking. I was like, so vasectomies. And y'all both was like, what? Yeah, like- but see, it was so, like, because you put me on a spot, it didn't give me a chance to mm-hmm. uh, put on a front if mm-hmm. that was what I wanted to do or whatever. It was like, well, shit. 
I mean, we just jump right in there. Yeah. He was like, "Okay, uh, all right. If that's what if that's what we're doing, then let's do it." You know <laughs> what I'm saying? It was, it was one of those moments. It's like the morning time. Don't wanna wake up. I just wanna stay in bed. But if I'm next to you, I'm looking forward to just laying in this bed. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that never gets old. Promise you'll never let go. I don't want no one else. So we should be chilling back. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So tell me that, tell me that Tell me I'm the best I am I be feeling like yes I am, I am You know I'm the best I am Be a fool and not take me as I am Tell me I'm the best I am I be feeling like yes I am, I am You know I'm the best I am You be a fool and not take me as I am Sweetest thing I know Like my favorite Lauren song And I need you really bad Don't take me for granted You'll be regretting it Oh, I should be your last Oh, yeah Ooh, that never gets old Promise you'll never let go Grass ain't green And, and but all oh, open discussions Monday, so um, I had a lot. So for me, like it was me. It's been my instinct to like talk about deeper issues, social issues, stuff that we dealing with. And I'm like, I am not Oprah, but I've always joked that I was gonna be bigger than Oprah. Shit, you got the you got you got the gift. Was the gift the gab? Gift the gab. Gift the gab. Yes, and I definitely can see that. That's I think that's part of why I was saying like I feel like you should continue that show because. You like your presence and the way you deliver things, you have that uh kind of like call for people listen, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but then not only that, like you because you are so open and you can talk about both sides of something, you can talk about the shit that don't nobody want to talk about. Oh, 100%. and we need that. Yeah, and I and, feel like, and it's not attack, it's yes. not predatory, it's not attacking. Any of those things, I just really want to know, like, what yes. you think. Even if you don't, you don't gotta agree with me, but you are gonna be respectful. But you ain't gotta agree with me, and we could talk about all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, all right, let, I mean, let's just talk. So even like I said, the old boy, he was trying to bait people with the black women, no, ain't being held accountable. I was like, sir, 
How? I was like, was your mom a single mom? Well, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I see. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, we had the women over 30 that are child-free. And I had, like, you know, my friend, she's an educator. She's a doctor. She has a doctorate in education. I had my friend Shonda, who's a therapist. I had these uh, recording artists. And they're just taught everybody having similar experiences but different. And dudes was like, well, what about us? And I was like, I wasn't trying to leave y'all out. I just didn't know if y'all was really serious. So we got a panel this Monday. They about to be talking uh, over 30 and child free. That's what I love about you because you will get as many perspectives as you possibly can. We're about to do it. We're going to do it. And you'll take both sides. And that's one of my biggest things. I want to be able to, if or whenever I do have a guest on that may have some opposing views or whatever, Mm -hmm. I want to be able to let them, hey, talk your shit. Mm-hmm, talk your shit. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you talk. We we're not gonna fight about it. Whatever. No. If if I can inform you correctly or something like that, or maybe plant some seeds of truth, mm-hmm. then I'll try that. But if not, hey, you are entitled to feel and think the way you feel and think. So that is a huge thing for me. Um, it is getting late, so I don't want to keep you too much longer. We could, we but could, um, could. there I I didn't get to watch it. Cause I don't have cable. We Me only, either, man. We I only, was watching everything on YouTube. Hey, we only pay for internet around here. But <laughs> the Back. Harry and Meghan situation. Oh. Um, and them with the Oprah interview. Thoughts, concerns. Okay. So just a little backstory. Oprah had Oprah Winfrey had a recent interview on CBS, not on her own network, but on CBS because she wanted that big check. Get your money, oh. I don't get your money, her. girl. Um, so she then they didn't even get paid for the interview. She got paid for the interview. Oh, damn. Yeah, so get your money, girl. Get your money. Get that cash. I'm trying to be like you when I grow up. Not everything, but some <laughs> some things. Um, And so she set up a um, the interview for CBS, had been asking them since before they got married, would they interview, and they said no. Um, so she's setting up the interview, so she has everything, and they're talking, and they're talking about racism in, in uh, the monarchy and how uh, they was worried about the baby's skin tone. Now, in proximity to whiteness, um, Meghan Markle is – half Caucasian, half African American. Um, Harry is, you know, hundred percent Caucasian. So this baby is only twenty five percent black and you worried about how dark it's gonna be? Like which don't even really make I mean of course we, we had our kids can reach back and get stuff, right? Yeah. Um however, this is foolish. And they just talked about, you know, bullying by the um press and stuff like that. And so I was because my biggest issues was that a lot of her attacks were coming from a specific individual, Pierce Morgan. And he's on a Good Day Britain. It's like Good Morning America, I guess, like a big news uh, outlet there. And um, he just seems to have nonstop venom. He was just like, you know, if she wanted to kill herself, she should have probably just, you know, went with that thought and don't nobody care. I'm tired of hearing this. And people are openly um, criticizing him because they're like, he even quit Good Day Britain because like yesterday or today, because he was being openly criticized for uh, continuously talking about their life, but this woman is going through postpartum. She's pregnant again, you know, this and this and that somebody showed an old interview. Cause there's always a, there's always a root. Nah, always. There's always a root. Always. Uh, they showed an old interview of Piers Morgan on a late night talk show, talking about how he was friends with Meghan Markle. They had, you know, I guess they'd gone to dinner or something. Don't mean it was a date. Cause he's old and crusty, weird teeth. Uh, somebody got you know, look like his birthday. And um, he was like, you know, I put her in a, a cab that night. Turns out she was in a, going in a cab to go have a blind date with Prince Harry, cause her friend her friend set them up. Okay. 
she was mutual friends with both of them. And cause you know, she's been to Hollywood for a minute. She's well connected, whatever. And she's in London or, you know, UK or whatever. And he puts her in the cab. He was like, we'd had dinner. He was like, I didn't know that I was putting her in a cab that night. He was like, and they went to dinner that night. And then like, they like started dating the next week. And then they were married within, or they were engaged with them, whatever. He was like, and I never heard from her again. He's like, and it still hurts. You can see the hurt Them on his face. Was oh, boy, it's salty. It's always. Because people are like, why do you hate her so much? Oh, boy, it's salty. She was never going to be with you. People always. It's, like you said earlier, there's a root. There's a root. And it always comes back mm-hmm. to some shit like that. You hurt by something. Some, somebody, something somebody hurt you. Somebody shook a nerve, pinched, you know a, pinched a pimple, something. I. I didn't get to catch it. I saw clips here and there um, mm-hmm. from the some of the topics they covered or whatever. And, of course, Twitter, being Twitter. Yeah, you're going to catch up on plenty uh, of it and then get a little was, bit extra. There was there was a lot of memes. No, the black Twitter, hilarious. <laughs> oh, black Twitter is black Twitter. Is black Twitter. Like, you go laugh regardless. Hilarious. But uh, the part where she said something about uh, where, now, was it silent or silenced? <laughs> the memes and videos that came. Absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. The memes and videos that came from uh from that part right there. <laughs> like I saw people they was like the H and hours. <laughs> uh the what's the name? The lambs or whatever, or the silence of the lambs or whatever. Right. I was like, we we can't have shit serious. Like no, because it's gonna be serious. But I feel like that's our couple mechanism, which is also hilarious. I mean, absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, especially where, uh, did you ever, did you ever see that, that Twitter series where there was no dissertation? It was like, uh, turning, it would be like, you know, uh, she walked across the street. It was like how black women, um, strive through, you know, Oh yes, yes. And it was like, everybody was giving like dissertation titles (laughs) for like the simplest stuff, like going to the store or getting your weave done or, I was like, I love us. I love us. But see, I think that's one of our like strong suits because no matter the situation, we find the light or the funny in it. Mm-hmm. And like that, mm-hmm. that shit is so strong in me that it kind of pisses certain people off. Cause they don't yeah. deal with it like that. I'd be at funerals rolling me and my brother. Somebody, I cannot sit by him. It's like a problem. <laughs> Somebody will text me something and be having a bad day. And I just automatically flip to like, well, shit, at least da 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 And they like, not right now, bro. And I'm like, my bad. Let me shut the fuck up. Tizzle, tizzle, <laughs> my bad. Because okay. it just, I don't, like, I'm either going to be quiet or I'm going to try to make you laugh. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's how I cope. That's how Same. I deal with it. So that's all I know. But on the serious side of things, I will say the little bit I did see where uh, Prince talked about uh, he spoke on the fact that people were saying, well, you know, you went to the interviews and you did the events and all of that and you did it with a smile. Uh, what he said, I felt was pretty on point And those that felt that just because he did everything and had a smile um, are pretty naive. Because that does not life. mean it was OK. Because so many people get up and go to work and have a smile and are extremely sad or miserable or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh but in all seriousness, I do really hope that them doing that interview, because I do kind of know the story of what happened Di- uh, to Diana, I-, I hope nothing happens to them. Me too. But I really the thing, do. And 
That's why I wanted to bring up Tyler Perry being the real MVP. He's doing, he got a good look right now. Old boy was like, come to where I am. Come hang they out say with come me. to Georgia? He, he, uh, I don't know if he put them up in California or Georgia. It's somewhere, but he, they're living on one of his properties and living in one of the homes on his properties. Pay for their security. I feel like Tyler has had the best. Had he has had their best. Years? Yeah, he's killing it. First of all, he's had several years because he's before he had the big opening of the studio. They've been using his studio. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Years. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that they've part. They've been using because knew... because whenever you see that big Georgia peach at the end yeah. of the all, almost that's every his? single that's him. Well, goddamn. That actually makes sense too because I'm a weirdo, right? So when I watch shows, I pay attention to the stage houses. Mm-hmm. So like, All American. Mm-hmm. You think how many house, times you've seen that? That peach. White House. Mm-hmm. Uh, they use an All American. I've seen it in commercials. Mm-hmm. I've seen it in other TV shows, shit thing. like that. Like I'm a, I'm a weirdo. I can also I tell just, when people um they do the, the retakes and stuff like yeah. that because their hair be different. Yeah. I, I notice all that hands and stuff. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. even like, but um. That actually makes a lot of sense now because that, that Georgia, Georgia Peach is on a lot That's of That's old boy. Shit. It's, it's a couple others, and but it, his is the main one. We're not going to talk about that Marvel check he be in. And it's 300 acres. Yeah, Black Panther. Because all of it. Well, a lot of this stuff is still filming. Coming uh, to America. Yeah. And I just read something that what the house they show in that is actually. Uh, Rick Ross's house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 12 bedroom mansion or yeah. something like that. It may be 20. I don't know. Yeah. It was a lot of it was a lot of rooms. Yeah. But that's his house. Tyler has definitely been one to know. Yeah, so Tyler's a real MVP. And he somehow became a sex symbol for a hot minute oh, on Twitter. Uh, uh, yeah, somebody, hmm, some women, uh, he, I think he uh, it's posted because, some. It's because he was like, you know, I'm 52 and I'm single. And, yeah, he posted know, some like workout picture or some shit at a car. What makes Tyler attractive to me is that he's a multimillionaire, a multi-billionaire. I don't know if, I'm, I mean, and I don't think he's an ugly man. I just he's, he's not, not my type. he's not my type. Yeah, not wrong. With um, that. But I wasn't like, ooh, Tyler. You know, it just was like, I mean, I I'm sure I ain't his type. It, it is what it is. But <laughs> it, is it was. What it uh, is. I just think he's a real MVP lately. He's getting it done, and he's been making quiet moves. And then it come out, and it's like that was Tyler Berry. I'm like, get it, Tyler, and I'm gonna work with him soon. So I mean, keep keep, keep your eyes. You're here, appeals. here. He's. I I'm think, here. Is he here? Yeah, he's here, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I mean. I'm working Go crazy. on it. I'm working on it. Go crazy. And when, you know, I'm be like, Yo, Harvey, it's I'm, happened. And I'm going to be over here clapping, but you already know. I'm going to be like, if I need to book come, a, book hold a, a big ass right. sign, let me know. <laughs> That's what like, I'm saying. Hey. If I'm like, book a flight, you know what's <laughs> as up. As long as what's the day. As long as I ain't got the kids that weekend, <laughs> I will be here like, with I'm a on big my way. ass. Justin Things, let's get it. <laughs> like, don't play with me. <laughs> exactly. Do not play with me. It's time. Real quick, uh, before we get out of here, do you want to cover coming to America too? Yeah, I, I know. It. I actually do. I do because I feel like um, we be doing too much. Um, and I say that by way of that I know nothing. I have watched the original Coming to America at least forty times. That's a classic. It's a classic. Anytime it came on TV, I'll watch it like I never saw it. Yeah. Um, you know, one of those random It's definitely one of those. It's, it's one of those. You, you have your TV shows that do that, and then mm-hmm. you have your movies like that Like, I watch that. Living Single, Nonstop, and yeah. Golden Girls. And then same thing with Coming to America. Anytime it has come on television, I have watched it. However, um, I feel like we were anticipating that this this sequel would be as great as the others. I just liked it for what it was. Which it, it, it was set colorful. everybody up for failure. Right. And it was, but I like it was colorful. Most of the people were still alive. I was happy to see because I even teared up a little bit when James Earl Jones took his little took his little flight in the in the, his little 
you know, present funeral. I don't know what it's called, but in person funeral. I was like, oh, King Joffrey Jofar, look at you closing your eyes in the in the casket, standing up, sir. I don't get it, but um, (laughs) it was colorful. It was nostalgic. I enjoyed Wesley Snipes. I thought he was, you know, funny. I'm happy to see him getting back to it. I, I, I miss him. I'm really hoping that the ego high he was on back when Blade and all of that was going on has. I think it has. I think left him humbled. And him doing the jail time and whatnot, mm-hmm. like you said, humbled him. Um, because more than anything, I'm really hoping that with them doing this new blade, they somehow get him on there. Because it, 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 it's the it makes sense, but I just know Marvel is Disney is so hard mm-hmm. to get in there with that. I just hope. Yeah, because Mahershala Ali is going to be the yeah. new blade, right? But I yeah, it's it's just. To me, because of the Blade, like Blade doesn't get the respect it deserves. Because technically, Blade is the first R-rated superhero movie and went crazy. Like, mm-hmm. Blade started the superhero shit. Mm-hmm. It just never gets talked about. Like, well, that and then also Blade 2 and Blade 3 didn't. <laughs> they weren't the I mean, best. there's other reasons. But they that's... weren't the best. And, you know, he was on his ego high at that point. But, yeah. no, it was great seeing him. Um, I spoke on this, uh, in my last episode, but I guess to me, they couldn't do what they did in the first one, even no. if they wanted to, no. because a lot of the jokes back then are not, they're not flying now. And it, there's, no. I mentioned how there's some parts in the movie where I don't know if they did it intentionally but they have the older characters kind of say certain things, mm-hmm. and Eddie Car- or Eddie Murphy's character kind of corrects it. Yeah, and he'll say, you know, that was misogynistic. That yeah. was this and that. And I'm like, mm. yeah, they'll kind of they did that throughout this whole movie. But overall, I thought it was a pretty decent movie to me. I felt like it was essentially the same movie as mm-hmm. the first one, just different characters. How did you feel about Lavelle's character, Lavelle Johnson? I felt he could have been played better. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought too. It's by someone else. If that, if you didn't hear what I said, by someone else. Yeah, it. Um, Tyson kind of said the same thing too. He was like, certain characters they didn't just connect. It, it, it didn't connect. Like I love seeing Tiana Taylor, but pointless. She, I felt like that was one of them roles. She could have been like, nah, but like I get it because mm-hmm. it was a big ass reunion and everybody mm-hmm. was there. But it was like even Ron Rotini or Rot Rotini. Yeah, however you say the name. Tiny part, tiny part. Why? Yeah, you could have anybody play. Why there. you had more Rick Ross, time. but maybe he just wanted to do it just so he. But well, it was movie. also at his house. So. Yes, yeah, so I, 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 I understand did it too. that. You know what I'm saying? But it was like, but see, and this is no like, I guess, not a shade to him or whatever. But he's also a rapper, so mm-hmm. I feel yeah, like we it was limited. just like let's let's be cammy though, mm-hmm. and, and even Michael Blackson, he had his little one part or whatever. I yeah. feel like certain people were kind of cool with it. Um, but yeah, Lavelle. I yeah, I did the daughter. To him. She was easily one of my favorites. Yeah, I felt like her wardrobe, her presence. She seemed regal and all, elegant. All three of the daughters, mm-hmm. the oldest and the youngest. To me, they kind of stole the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lisa, is it Leslie? The, no, Leslie Jones. Yes, Leslie Jones. Uh, I like Leslie Jones, but she came under they came under a lot of criticism and fire because they said. That she always plays that type of um, 
character and this and that. And she needs to be able to, she always playing a woman in heat and she's always, you know, it's not fair and this and that. I enjoyed her character. I, I like too. how she, you know, created camaraderie with Lisa. Yeah. You know, I thought that was friends. cute. Cause I didn't expect that. Right. And it I was like getting drunk together. And yeah, stuff. Lisa even said my one friend, like, Right, because I'm sure it's long, and I feel like we could have went deeper into that story about her being lonely, being a queen for 30 years, and, yep. you know, she having these kids and stuff like that, but still has certain things that were, you know, because I'm like, she still was from Queens, still was a modernized American woman who was and working and everything night. else, left everything to come and stay. So if they had to turn it and let it be a continuation in that way, I felt like that would have been a more effective story. And she's raising her daughters, but she's still technically, they can't be heirs because of that. Then we talk about other stuff. But yeah. like diving into it, she's not just a pretty face because she the movie was about her, essentially. Yeah. In the first one, and I felt like there could have been ways to be able to get to to write the story. And they said they did like five or six scripts. Well And this is the one that they, they chose. They said that and then uh can't forget his name, Semi. Arsenio uh, Hall. Yes. Mm-hmm. He was on Breakfast Club recently talking about Aaron Magruder gave him a script. There was talks of Ryan Coogler. And I'm like, fam, 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 fam. There is no fucking way Aaron Magruder gave you a script and you chose this shit. Yeah. Not that it was a bad script, because I understand Again, it. Again, it, it was just, just, but it was just it for was, nostalgia's it was sake. Re, it was regurgitated. Like, yeah. it was 2021 mm-hmm. of what y'all did 30 years ago. Like, 33 just, years ago. Yeah, yeah, like, and not only that, like I also mentioned, it was kind of campy. It was. All the musical numbers and it stuff like that. It was kind of campy. The music didn't. And it, again, I, I'm saying all this, but I still enjoyed it. It just yeah. was. It just was not like some revolutionary story that yeah. was gonna. I'm gonna remember forever because of the writing. I think we also have to. The 90s and the early 2000s, shit, even the 80s, because Goonies came out in the 80s. Um, I think we as just people have to stop, like. Because it was so great to us then. We tried to revisit it. Yeah. And, and like, some, like you said, some of the jokes didn't even fly. So we couldn't yeah, do it. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like at this point we have to stop doing that. Because we're just going to keep getting disappointed. I agree. Because even that. with him doing stand-up, because now it's talks of him going back. And yeah, he said after he did all those things, he wants to be all about his by name, coming to America too, and then stand-up. Yeah. I am concerned. Yeah. Because go watch Delirious. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to cancel him if... They found out oh, cause he the shit he, he was talking about in No. Yeah. Even the stuff he did on SNL, those skits uh, and stuff like that could uh, not fly today. Uh, I was even uncomfortable when he did SNL and he was like trying to revisit a lot of those old. It was like, why? Yeah, like find some new material. It's, it's plenty of good writers out here too. Yeah. That could help to facilitate something like that. You ain't got to go back to Buckwheat. Yeah. It just, I don't know. But I guess for SNL, I kind of get it because. I feel like that ain't far off right But SNL. I feel like Eddie Murphy is talented enough to be able to do other things. I've seen him do diverse roles and things like that. And I feel like there are more opportunities. Have you ever seen that movie, Mr. Dave Church? Dave Chappelle's doing it. Dave Chappelle is killing it. But I feel like he's being authentic. If you're just trying to get it done or you bored or whatever, I, I feel like you miss it. I feel like Eddie Murphy is at that point though where he could. And yes, Mr. Church was a good fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Like, Mr. Church also... And Dreamgirls. I feel like he killed it. Yeah, Dreamgirls too. Yes, yes. And I was surprised... He was in Dreamgirls because I was like, because it wasn't a like serious, a main role. Yeah, it was a serious role, and he, he did like, an amazing, killed that shit. I was so mad he didn't get like the Oscar uh, recognition that he deserved for that one. Yeah, uh, they. Uh, yeah. Ugh, Trash. The Oscars. Trash. Uh, real quick though, uh, and I feel like I already know your answer. Uh, mm. 
Kevin Hart or Eddie Murphy? <laughs> um, Eddie Murphy, man. Um, Kevin Hart. Um, I don't understand. I don't understand the comparison. why why this is a conversation. Me online. either. Me either. Uh, I can Hart. understand Chris Rock and, and Dave Chappelle because I feel like they're peers in ways. But even then, I still I, they still have different comedy styles. Yeah. But I still love it because it's uh raw, gritty, honest, and relevant. And all they always find a way to be relevant. Um. I think Kevin Hart is just like grabbing the cash. He like, give me the money. I think got some Kevin more money. I'm gonna take some more money. The black mainstream comedian. Mm-hmm. He he he's digestible for everybody. Mm-hmm. White, Hispanic, whatever. He's just digestible for everybody. Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle is Dave Chappelle. You like him, you like him. You don't, you don't. Like, mm-hmm. and he's not worried. And he's about out there making moves. The, the way he, the way he. And he already is dirty, filthy, filthy rich. But the way he got the Chappelle show back. Oh, that shit was legendary. And oh. then not only that, I feel like people don't t- also talk enough about what he did for his town. In a sense of him doing those shows in his town, he was still paying those people and still giving them jobs during uh, during a pandemic. Because he kind of caught fire for still mm-hmm. doing shows or whatever, even though he was abiding by the COVID rules mm-hmm. or whatever. But he was still giving people work. And that's and the thing is, is, it's about innovation. It's about changing things and using your power and your influence, whatever that might be, to be able to get things done. We have we have carved out niches for ourselves in this industry, and are making moves. And more moves are going to be made because I feel like we're being authentically ourselves. I feel like Dave Chappelle is in his bag right now because he is being authentically himself yeah. and doing things that he feels are important. It's important to him. It don't matter to nobody else. Whether you like it, don't like it, it's important to me. And I feel like if we all move like that, shit go crazy. How amazing would crazy. life be? And I feel like the money will follow, the recognition will follow, because not everybody needs to be famous. I don't desire to be famous. I desire to be well-known by the right people mm. and to be comfortable financially. Those are my goals. Um, just, just in case hey. anybody wants to know. I see. Um, but... He's making the moves, but I feel like the closer I get to my authenticity, because it's a process, because you doubt yourself, you get afraid, you're like, I don't know if this, oh, you know, we do all that hemming and hawing, but there are opportunities to be able to think about it if you could just do what you wanted to do every single day. That's what I'm trying to get to. Me too. That's what I'm trying to get. That, that is the end goal where Me I too. am, I can wake up, smile, I'm healthy, I'm not stressing financially. And I'm getting to do what it is I want to do. Mm-hmm. Whether that be I want to go out to breakfast and do things with my kids that day or I want to go out to Miami or Cali for the weekend. Like mm-hmm. I just want to be able to do things in a comfortable manner and be happy. That's all it is. It ain't about exactly. flexing none of that shit. No. It ain't about having the hottest cars, none of that. It's just literally me and my people were all taken care of and I'm comfortable, happy, healthy. And that's, that's the dream right there. And, and being able, and for me, uh, a level of uh, aspect of outreach, being able to help people and knowing that the stuff that I'm doing, so it won't always have to be where, like, you know, I did all this work, but I didn't get paid for it. Like, I don't mind doing that if yeah. it's something where I'm comfortable enough. I'd be happy to work with nonprofits. I'd be happy to do, you know, those kinds of things. Those are my, those are part of my, my goals uh, that I've set for myself because I'm like, man, it's so many people need help. It's so many people, like, I want to be able to know the billionaires and be like, hey, um, I want to give uh, Davi 250k because I believe in what he's doing. 
I want to, that's the kind of influence I want to have. I ain't got to be the billionaire. I want to be comfortable though. I'm, I'm going to be nice. <laughs> I'm going to be nice, but. See, that's the I funny thing. And I, I feel like uh, it's more kind of like amongst black people, but we, we are very much in a sense. I know a lot of people that are black that have said, give me a hundred K. I'll make it work. Cause we know how to make it work with zero K. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it, like I've always thought that's fascinating. Cause you you mm-hmm. have the people that are like, oh, I want to be rich and I want fame and blah blah blah. Like I've always said, shit, give me fifty K at this point, 25. and I will figure it out. Like I will, whether I invest it, whatever, I will make that shit work for me. Period. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Because we know how to be resourceful with nothing, and we'll we'll do all kinds of great stuff with it. And I'd be like, wow. How, you know, what kind of production? And this, he'd be like, I have, um, I spent a total of $500 on equipment. And I got my voice and I I've got had, my energy. I've had, well, I think four or five people tell me now I should either do a class or, I don't know, some type of web series or whatever on how to you, do this. You definitely should. Because I, that was my next thing I was going to tell you, too. So. From you and a couple other people that have been around when I set everything up and mm-hmm. I do everything. Because I'm figuring out how They're like, you ain't go to school for audio engineer. And I'm like, YouTube. Hello. <laughs> Google. Like, but people are, people are, they, and I think, and I don't even count it as being lazy. Some people are just exhausted and don't have the capacity to be able to do certain things. Like going to Google all this stuff, you have to. The drive and the the See, push I to do. I enjoy learning though. Like not everybody is like that though. And so if that's not your if that's not your portion, that's not your capacity. Everybody can't do that. So that's fair. You being you so you productizing this and setting this up and saying, hey, all you got to do is do this. I'm teaching this class on da 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 da. For, See, I've come from forever. the bottom because I went from the USB mics to now I got audio interfaces and actual mics it. and booths. Sir, you're killing it. Okay, you're killing it. <laughs> Thank you're you. Killing it. Thank and you. I'm impressed, and I'm just like, I'm so excited for you, Davi. This is this is amazing. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I'm so I'm, I'm so trying. excited. I get to be, you know, one on one of the episodes. We wanted. Oh, most definitely. I guests. told you when uh, what's the name when I when I told you I was bringing it back. I was definitely whether I had to come out here or whatever. Was definitely having you on here. Yeah, I will definitely have you on here again. Absolutely, I'm so excited. I feel like it's some great things coming. I I really feel like with the way things are going. People are definitely probably going to see a lot more of our faces, whether mm-hmm. like it is just the radio show thing or whatever. Because like I do, if I can get my YouTube or whatever platform I'm on to a certain point, if I could figure out some way to do some type of like visual show with you, I swear to God, I'm, I'm doing it. Oh, and I'm, I'm working on it. it. So even I'm tomorrow night it. on our 25th episode, yes, uh, with jesting and things, uh, we're going to have some visual aspects because I'm creating a sizzle reel and stuff like that to be able okay. to get some stuff going. And I'm just like, I just reached out and was like, hey, you want to do it? And he was like, yeah. And it was affordable. And it was, you know, I was like, okay, well, tomorrow, can you do it tomorrow? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, with you as a guest, I know I'm going to win. So I'm yeah. just like, let's go. <laughs> the many faces. <laughs> let's go. Oh, and that was so funny. People love, people love that because you was just like, I mean, just... It was. It was the many faces of yeah, Davi. Yeah, I'm. I'm very animated, and I very expressive. I don't. <laughs> I don't do well with hiding my emotions. But uh, before <laughs> we get out of here, uh, is there anything you want to share with the people? Any last words? Anything like that? And then give us your socials. Um, I am a grant writer. I'm a project manager. So if those are things that you are interested in being part of, you can always 
email me at jessica at pricysolutions.com. That's precise without the E on the end. So P-R-E-C-I-S solutions.com. Um, and that's just consultations, things like that. You know, sometimes you may just need a little bit of advice or just, you know, information. And a lot of people don't know where to start. And I've been going through this thing and, you know, getting some great results. Like I told Dobby, um, as of Monday, uh, one of the organizations that I've been working with, we've cleared 55K already. And we were able to do 74 last year. And this is my first year writing independently. And more to come. Um, and so that's just from one organization, not including the other ones that I have going on. So that's always something that I'm, I'm learning to be connected to and relaxing in so that it can grow in the way that it's supposed to. I can't be afraid of growth because it is a part of me. I, I, was trying, I had quit. I had officially quit in January uh, and then we got $30,000 and I was like, maybe I don't quit. That's an extra stream of revenue. Hello. And as I've been hearing a whole lot of. Oh yeah. So I mean, there's, there's opportunities for you. Um, there's opportunities for you out there and things come across my table all the time. Um, and it's worth the investment. Um, and I'm not just saying that cause it's me, it's worth the investment because it's great opportunities for people to be able to get stuff done. Yeah. There are a lot of, di- lot of digital media grants too that are out there. So okay. if you have certain things in place, um, you know, I say get her done. Um, so that's the main thing, you know, uh, the grant writing is a huge thing for me. And then in regards to jesting and things, I am on hits 92.3, the real definition of internet radio every Wednesday night from 8 PM to 10 PM. And you can find me on, um, Instagram at jesting and things one that's J E S T I N G and things one and jesting and things. No one, uh, <laughs> on Facebook or Twitter. Um, and check us out. Let me, give me some feedback. Let me know how you like the show, things that you want to see or hear. And, uh, you know, where you can find, oh, also we are on um, Anchor, where you can hear us on Spotify, uh, I think it's Spreaker, and a, several other uh, podcast uh, platforms. But Spotify is the main one that people are most, that is most noticed. Yeah. Uh, so our episodes are loaded up, you know, weekly, bi-weekly, and you get to hear our dope music lists and, you know, all that good stuff. So, so what you're saying is out. that people can go back and hear the first episode they we can. did. And yeah. they're going to hear the 25th episode we yes, did. Yes, featuring Mr. Davy McKay. Yes, yeah. yes. And y'all heard how she put on the radio voice real quick for us. <laughs> real quick. See, she was over here making faces. I'm like, what did I do? I was looking like, what happened? Nah, she put on the internet, <laughs> uh, the, the radio voice real quick. Um last thing i just want to say thank you so much for doing this for me and absolutely uh, glad to do it me. glad i could thank you for uh inviting me out again i cannot wait for uh this episode it's a celebrate we're gonna be celebrating tomorrow we're yes. gonna be celebrating yeah i cannot wait so i appreciate y'all coming through listening to another episode uh as always be safe and i hope you enjoy your week until next wednesday i'm out david michael white if you could you know what I'm saying? Most people move like clones. That's why I build my own. My mama thought I was a joke. But me. Wow.
you can't tell me nothing else. That's why every beat I'm on is wonder, and I'm Michael Phelps. Told my partner, get your bread up, but that dope don't equal wealth. But you can't help all your partners unless you done your yourself. Yo. So I need more than kudos and a high five. Cause I went from sidelines to the limelight And I shine bright, ice cold bars, Klondike And I never move with the white, this ain't blindside Ugh. Finite, but you feel the spirit Hope flow, shine like so glow Every next skin cold, cold, so close, cold, cold, spirit Nine like Rondo on my clothes when I pivot, ooh Apostrophe 4 Caps Podcast.